My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It is Monday the 20th of November. I'm Billy Fitzsimons. I'm Emma Gillespie. Earlier in the year, we asked if you had been struggling with finding a bulk billing GP. And overwhelmingly, the answer was yes. I recently went to my GP to get a mental health plan reviewed. It cost me $160 up front. So yeah, paid for a two and a half minute uh, appointment. It's just getting out of control. Now, a new report from the Royal Australian College of General Practitioners, the RACGP, has found that the number of GP clinics bulk billing all patients has halved in the last year. In today's deep dive, I'm going to speak to Dr Anita Munoz, the Victorian Chair of the RACGP, about what's led to this drop and what it means for you and the future of bulk billing in Australia. But first, today's headlines. The White House has denied a Washington Post exclusive that Israel and Hamas are close to a tentative US-brokered deal to pause conflict. According to National Security Council spokesperson Adrian Watson, they have not reached a deal yet, but we continue to work hard to get to a deal. The Washington Post article claimed the pause could last for five days and free women and children hostages in exchange for a five-day pause in fighting. The New South Wales Rural Fire Service has remembered an enthusiastic and committed volunteer firefighter who died at the scene of a blaze in northern New South Wales. Captain Leo Franson was hit by a falling tree while fighting the Hudson Fire near Walgett last week. He was taken to Lightning Ridge Health Facility where he later died. The RFS said the loss would be felt deeply across the service and that it was providing support to Franson's wife and two children, as well as his fellow fireys. Australian mining billionaires Andrew Forrest and his ex-wife Nicola have purchased the iconic Australian hat brand Akubra from the Keir family, who have owned the brand for five generations. Stephen Keir, chairman of the company, said after we saw how the Forrests have invested in local manufacturing with RM Williams, we decided they were the right custodians for Akubra. The amount the forest paid for the hat brand was not disclosed. And the good news, the government of Dominica is establishing the first sperm whale reserve in the world. Over 50 sperm whale families live in Dominica's waters, but the species is listed as vulnerable, with their global population under threat from whaling, pollution, fishing nets, oil spills and contaminants. It's hoped the reserve, located in the Caribbean island's bioregion, will help protect the endangered species and support the biodiversity of the Caribbean. Dr. Anita, thank you so much for joining us on The Daily Oz. My pleasure. To start, can you just explain, for those who might not know, what bulk billing actually is? Okay, so all the people in Australia who pay tax pay a certain amount of tax to contribute to our Medicare scheme. So Medicare is an insurance scheme. That was set up in the mid-80s, and it was designed to be the way the government gives a contribution to patients when they go to see a doctor to help them pay for the cost of getting healthcare. And so in the beginning when Medicare was set up, the amount that the Medicare scheme gave as a contribution basically covered the whole cost of seeing someone like a GP. And as a result, 
the government asked the patients and the GPs to come to an agreement whereby if the government gave the patients money directly to the doctor, the doctor agreed not to ask the patient for an additional contribution on top, which is called a gap payment. And because at the time the government contribution was a good one, everyone was in agreement. And so the transfer of money from government directly to doctor without going through the patient, they termed bulk billing. So if I see a patient and that patient is bulk billed, what that means is the patient is signing a form that says to the government, don't give me the money, give it straight to my doctor because that covers the entire cost of seeing the doctor on the day. So if you're bulk billed, it means that you don't have to pay any out-of-pocket cost, right? Correct. And so a new report has found that the number of GP clinics that are bulk billing all of their patients has halved in the last year. Can you explain why that percentage has halved in the last year? So since about the 2000s, the amount that the federal government was willing to give patients to help them cover the cost of seeing a GP has not kept pace with how much it costs for GPs to give a person that service. And then over time, they also froze how much they would increase the contribution to general practice services. So put all those things together and we end up now where what the government is willing to give on the majority of general practice services is probably worth around about 30 or 35 percent what the service is actually worth according to this, the Australian Medical Association. We polled our audience about this topic and more than four in five of them said that due to cost concerns, they have put off seeing a doctor for a non-urgent medical issue. How big of an issue do you think that is? So this is a catastrophe and this is the exact situation we were pleading uh, with governments over many, many years not to get to because we know that particularly for vulnerable populations, Australians in a first world country are sometimes making a decision in some weeks whether to go to the supermarket and purchase food or go and see their GP. And I think that that is totally unacceptable. And I think all young people, all vulnerable people in particular need the reassurance that they can get healthcare that they need. Because if they don't get it early and they get it when they are sicker, it actually costs the health system much more anyway. And so we're trying to argue that investing in primary care where we keep people well and we stop illnesses from getting out of hand is actually cheaper in the long run than allowing people to get very sick before they finally turn up to an emergency department desperate for help. So the federal government recently introduced new bulk billing rules and they tripled incentives for GPs to bulk bill some patients. Has that helped at all? It's too early for us to know because the scheme started on the 1st of November. We're only two weeks in and we intend to try to gather data. Before the 1st of November, there was an additional payment of $6 to a GP who bulk billed someone from a vulnerable population, so a child or a pensioner or a healthcare card worker. 
And of course, that incentive also did not keep up with the cost of running a practice. So the federal government made an agreement to triple that amount to try to get bulk billing rates to rise again for vulnerable populations only. We don't know what impacts that's having because the things that are affecting general practice in terms of how likely it is a practice can stay open from a financial point of view is much more complex than what the triple incentive is going to be able to solve. So it's very early days. There's been a lot of media coverage around this. Can you shed some light on how GPs are feeling at this time? So general practitioners have been warning anyone who would listen for the last 15 years that we were going to get to this point because there was not enough investment into general practice and primary care. And we knew that this was coming for a very long time um, and our warnings have not been heeded. So now we're in this situation where it's difficult for general practices to stay open. Some of them are closing. In fact, the only way a lot of them can stay open is by charging a gap to the patients because the Medicare contribution is not enough. So this is a situation that is heartbreaking for GPs because we knew it was coming and we wanted to avoid this. And it's also heartbreaking to us because we need to recruit GPs into our profession. And a lot of medical students know that it is probably the toughest of the professions to enter in medicine and that the government gives the least amount of money to our profession. So it's very hard to convince people to join general practice when the environment is so harsh. So we need a lot more investment, but we also really need a change in attitude towards our profession, you know, across the whole country, including at government. Do you think there is a world in which bulk billing ever becomes more widely used again? That really is going to be determined by how much the government is willing to invest in general practice services. I think bulk billing really is, the future will be mainly for vulnerable populations, if I'm honest. I don't think that the Australian taxpayer can afford for every single person in the country, from millionaires through to people who are unemployed to get every single medical service for free. We don't have enough money for that. We are a small country. So we have to be clever about how we use our money, but I think that we should have all vulnerable populations getting medical services essentially for free. And we need to review Medicare. Medicare was created well over 40 years ago It's not really fit for purpose anymore. It needs to be overhauled. In your eyes, what is the key solution to all of these issues? So there isn't a key solution because this is what we term a wicked problem and wicked problems mean that they have such complexities that there's not one single solution and that's what makes this so very hard. But knowing that we are recording a podcast particularly for young people, I think an easy and quick win is to develop services that are particularly targeted at vulnerable populations where they know they can go and get healthcare they need without fear of high payments. There's an opportunity to create Medicare contributions that are specific for young people and vulnerable people that are higher, that say to the GP, we're going to cover that additional cost because it is a priority to us that these people get seen. 
So there are some options, but there are many different components to our health system. So we need to come up with more complex solutions within which those two simple ideas I've just described could flourish. Dr Anita, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on The Daily Oz. If you learned something from today's episode, there's one thing you can do in five seconds and would mean so much. Share this podcast to your Instagram stories. It helps get the word out about The Daily Oz and it helps keep the conversation going. We'll be back again tomorrow. Actually, Sam and Zara will be back again tomorrow. But until then, have a great start to the week.